0: We're continuing our series entitled Beyond, uh, Exploring Higher Dimensions of Worship, and this week's message is entitled, What's Satan's Plan? Now, let me tell you what I mean by that. Uh, I've told you this before, I'm a bottom line person, and uh, you uh, either are a bottom line person or if you're married, you're married to a bottom line person. Uh, because two beat around the bush people, uh, you're either bottom line or beat around the bush in my book. So, and two beat around the bush people will never get married because they'll never get around to it. But anyway, <laughs> got to be one bottom line person to get things rolling. So, uh, and if you're if you say, well, I don't know if I'm not if I'm a bottom line person, believe me, you're not a bottom line person if you don't know. But I just want to know what what's the point. Just please, dear God, please get to the point. You know what I'm talking, to people. What's the point? And I have to hear the bottom line. And, and with me, I have to get to the bottom line first. And my staff knows that, and Debbie knows that. You know, uh, if Debbie says to me, I- I'd like to get some new drapes for the house, uh, she, if she keeps talking after that point without getting to the bottom line, I don't hear a word she says, not a, a word. It, it is like uh, a Charlie Brown cartoon. You remember the Charlie Brown cartoons? You remember how the adults sounded? Wah, 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 wah. Okay, that's all I'm hearing because when she says I want new drapes, I have one question in my mind that I need answered. What is that question? How much? And she always says this, I don't know. Well, I say, give me a ballpark figure. Is it $2,000 or $7 million? I just need anywhere in between. I just need a ballpark, you know, it's just, you know, 3000 to 4000 Okay, great. Now tell me about the colors, the style, tell me all the stuff. I just have to somehow get to that first. Do you, you understand what I'm saying? Okay, that's the way I'm wired. That's the way I'm made up. Get to the bottom line. Okay, in the same way, I want to know what the bottom line of this book is. And I actually thought when I began this series on worship that it would be about a four to six week series. It will take us to Christmas to finish this series. And let me tell you why. Worship's the bottom line of this book. It is the bottom line of this book. When you get saved, 2 Thessalonians says this, that we are turned from serving and worshiping would be the word for serve there because remember serve is the definition of worship we are turned from serving idols to serve the true and living God in other words we go from worshiping idols to worshiping God that is the that's salvation so what's the bottom line of God what's God's plan well that's what we're going to talk about next week next week we're going to talk about what's God's plan This week, though, I want to know what the enemy's plan is. I want to know what Satan's plan is every morning when I get up. When you go to work tomorrow, Satan has a plan. And I want you to know what his plan is so you can defeat him, all right? So, uh, here's the first question we're going to answer today. What did Satan do before he fell? What did Satan do before he fell? Now... Isaiah chapter 14, look at verse 12. Isaiah 14, 12. How you are fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning. Obviously, we're talking about Satan. How you are cut down to the ground, you who weaken the nations. For you have said in your heart. I want you to notice where he said it. Where did he say it? In his heart. So this is his motive. This is his desire. This is his heart's desire. And then he, next, following this, I'm going to make a few comments throughout this scripture, by the way. So following this are what I call the five I wills of Satan. And, and remember the word will is desire. That's what the word will means. I, I will go to the store. I desire to go to the store. Uh, when you leave a will, uh, your last will and testament, it's your last desire, okay, for your uh, money or whatever you're leaving, okay. All right, watch this. Here's his desire. And I want you, okay, I got to say something else. <clears throat> and I want you to notice that in all five I wills, in all five statements, there is a word that refers to going up or being high. Up. All right? Watch this. I will ascend into heaven. I want to go up. I will exalt. That means to be lifted up. My throne Above, that's, that's to be high again, above the stars of God. I will also sit on the mount, that's the highest point of the congregation, on the farthest sides of the north. I will ascend, another word about going up, above, another word about being high, the heights of the clouds. I will be like, and here's listen what he calls God in this when he's talking about, when he's expressing the desire of his heart. The most, what word? High. high. Now, watch God's response, though. It's exactly opposite of going up. Yet you shall be brought (laughs) down to Sheol to the lowest depths. Both words refer to being low. The lowest and depths, deep. Not heights, depths of the pit. You see what I'm saying? All right, so what's his desire? Well, there's a couple of things we we can tell from this. He wants to be seen. He wants to be lifted up. He wants to be exalted. He wants to be like God. Let me me just boil it down for you. He wants to be worshipped. That's his heart. That's his plan. He wants to be worshipped. He wants to have attention drawn to him. And by the way, this is the nature that we were all born with. You know, many times we say uh, in, in theological realms, we say we were born with an Adamic nature. Adamic referring to a nature like, at, like Adam would mean, Adamic would mean like Adam. Well, I just want you to tell something, to tell you something. Adam was not the original sinner, Satan was. And I know this is really tough, but you really weren't born with just an Adamic nature, you were born with a satanic nature. You, you don't have to teach your children to be bad, it comes naturally for them. Because we were born with a sin nature. Adam is not the original sinner. Satan is. Satan is the author of all sin. He is the author of sin. And what was his original sin? He wanted to be worshipped. He wanted to be adored. Now, if we want to know what our question is, what did Satan do before he fell? Well, we started at verse 12 that says how you are fallen... From heaven, O oh Lucifer, son of the morning, look at verse 11. The first part of verse 11. Your pomp is brought down to Sheol and the sound of your stringed instruments. Now, this is all about Lucifer. The sound of your stringed instruments. Did you know that Satan has instruments? <laughs> That's what the Bible says. Your stringed instruments. And let me explain something else to you about this because we're going to look at another prophetic passage in just a minute, Ezekiel 28. I believe, and I'll, I'll show it to you in Scripture, I believe Lucifer was the worship leader in heaven before he fell. That's what he did. Why else would God create him with instruments? Your stringed instruments. And there's another reason I believe that, and that is because there are three angels in the Bible that are archangels are ruling angels and all three are named in the Bible they're the only three angels that are named in the Bible one is Lucifer the other two are Michael and Gabriel now I want you to think about this every time we meet with God either in a corporate worship gathering like we did this morning Or in a personal time with God, in a quiet time, we would call, every time we meet with God, there are three components to meeting with God, worship, prayer, and the Word. Every time we have a service, what we call a worship service, we're going to do three things. We're going to worship, we're going to pray, and we're going to have the Word. Every quiet time should embody those three components. You should worship in your quiet time, you should pray, and you should read the Word in your quiet time. Okay, think about this. Every time we see Michael in Scripture, he's answering prayer. Daniel chapter 10, when Daniel had fasted 21 days and the prayer, the answer to his prayer had been sent, it was Michael who brought, who warred through the heavenlies to bring the answer to his prayer. When we see Gabriel in Scripture, he's bringing the word of the Lord. He announces the word of the Lord to to Zacharias, John the Baptist's father. He announces the word of the Lord to Mary, Jesus' mother. He announces the word of the Lord to the shepherds. He's announcing the word of the Lord. Michael ruled over prayer, rules over prayer. Gabriel rules over the word. Lucifer ruled past tense over worship. These three components. By the way, I think each of these also rule over a third of heaven because how many angels fell with Lucifer when he fell? One third. One third. All right, so you've got prayer, <clears throat> the word, and worship, Michael, Gabriel, Lucifer. Now, here, there's no doubt this is talking about Lucifer. How you are fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning. No doubt it's talking about Lucifer. But did you know that this is actually a prophecy that was given to a man? Look back at verse 4. Verse 4 says, you will take up this proverb against the king of Babylon. And then all of this that we just read is a part of that proverb or that prophecy to the king of Babylon. Okay, this is not unusual for the Bible. Many, many times a a word, a prophetic word, a word from God was given to a person, but it was actually addressing the, the spirit behind the person or the motiva- motivation behind the person, in this instance, Lucifer. As a matter of fact, there's a real familiar case of this in the New Testament that all of you know about. You just haven't thought about it this way. Jesus, when he was on this earth, turned to a man named Peter and addressed Satan. Jesus said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. Talking to a man, but he wasn't actually talking to the man. He was talking to the enemy behind the man, okay? That's what Isaiah 14 is. This is a prophecy given to a man, but it's actually addressing the enemy behind the man. Are, Are you following me? Okay, now turn to Ezekiel 28. Because I'm going to show you another prophecy that was given to a man that there's absolutely, again, no doubt that it's talking about Satan, there's no doubt Isaiah 14 is talking about Satan. How you're falling from heaven, O oh, Lucifer, son of the morning. All right? Look at Ezekiel chapter 28, beginning in verse 12. Son of man, take up a lamentation for the king of Tyre and say to him, Thus says the Lord God, You were the seal of perfection. Now, let's just think about some of this. Um, th- this guy, do you really think a man was the seal of perfection? Full of wisdom, watch this, and perfect in beauty. Hey, this is either talking about Lucifer before the fall or uh, the king of Tyre was one good-looking dude. <laughs> perfect in beauty. I want you to remember that because we're going to come back to that phrase later in the message and tell you what, what now is perfect in beauty in God's eyes. <laughs> so just give you a little thing to think about there. Verse 13, you were in Eden, the garden of Of God. Okay, wait, we got to stop. Do you think the king of Tyre was in Eden? No. But there were four persons in Eden. God, Adam, Eve, and Satan. This is talking about Lucifer. You were in Eden, the garden of God. Watch this. Every precious stone was your covering. You have to remember that. I'm going to come back at the end of the message to that statement that Lucifer before the fall was covered with every precious stone before the fall. And then he listened The sardas, topaz, diamond, beryl, longs, jasper, sapphire, turquoise, and emerald with gold. The workmanship, we'll come back to this statement as well in a moment, of your timbrels and pipes was prepared for you on the day you were created. Watch 14 carefully. You were the anointed cherub who covers. Oh, Okay, hold on a minute. Hold on, hold on. What's a cherub? An angel. That's not talking about the king of Tyre. Also, you were an anointed or a lifted up angel who covered. The, the word covering in Scripture means authority. Uh, it, talks all, it talks about a man needs to be under authority. A woman needs to be under authority. We need to have a symbol of authority. We need to be under authority. We need, but it says that need, there needs to be a covering, a covering. So here is a, an anointed or an exalted angel who had authority in heaven. You were the anointed cherub who covers. I established you. You were on the holy mountain of God. You walk back and forth in the midst of fiery stones. Watch this carefully. You were perfect in all of your ways from the day you were created until iniquity was found in you. Who's this talking about? It's not talking about a man. Every man's born in sin. By the abundance of your trading, and a better English word from the, old, from the Hebrew would be merchandising, and I'll explain it to you in a minute. You became filled with violence. From within, and you sinned. Therefore, I cast you. Who got cast out of heaven? (laughs) Satan. I cast you as a profane thing out of the mountain of God, and I destroyed you, O covering cherub, angel with authority, from the midst of the fiery stones. Are y'all following me? This is Lucifer before the fall. And here's what he says. The reason you sinned was because of merchandising. Okay, let me tell you what merchandising is. Let's say that uh, Pastor George owns a suit store, and I work for him. I don't own the store. I just work for him. And um, you, you come in to, to buy a suit, all right, for me, and you give me $400. And I put $300 in the cash register and $100 in my pocket. <clears throat> That's the Hebrew meaning of the word merchandising. In other words, I don't own the suit store. That money isn't mine. It's it's George's. It's just supposed to pass through my hands to the rightful owner. This was the sin of Satan. Listen to me carefully. Lucifer led all of heaven in worship. That praise and worship was to pass through him to the rightful owner. But one day he said, I think I'll keep some of that. And God said you're out. Just like that. And and let me explain something to you, by the way. God didn't kick Satan out because he was jealous or scared of him. God kicked him out because justice demanded it because the only one worthy of worship is God. It was a sin for Lucifer to take what belonged to God. And so he's kicked out of heaven. Now, go back and look at the last part of verse um, 13, the last phrase of verse 13, after it lists all the precious stones. The workmanship of your timbrels and pipes was prepared for you on the day you were created. On the day you were created, I created you with timbrels and pipes. Uh, What English word... Would, would a timbrel remind you of? Tambourine. That's what it means in the Hebrew. And pipes in the Hebrew means a wind instrument. Some versions actually translate this word flutes. Your flutes. Now, I want you to combine this with Isaiah 14 we just read. Isaiah 14 said, The sound of your stringed instruments strings. Now we've got timbrels, tambourines, and wind instruments, pipes, flutes. I don't know how much you know about music, but all instruments fall into one of these three categories. There's not an instrument in the world that doesn't fall into one of these three categories. All instruments are either strings, fall into the strings category, percussion, or wind. Why would Lucifer have all three types of instruments in him if he wasn't the worship leader in heaven? He had all of them, but he fell. Now, we're going to get to 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 this in, in a little while, but I'm just kind of baiting you with it now. Did you know that on the day you were created, God created you with all three types of instruments? You have vocal cords. They're like a stringed instrument. Wind passes over the vocal cords, the strings, and that's the way you sing is wind passes over them, and you've got a percussion instrument. I wonder what you were created to do. And men don't tell me, that you can't sing. You can sing, just not well. But you have the ability to sing. You have the ability to praise God. You have the ability to clap. And don't tell me that you're not expressive because I've seen you in front of the television in a football game, and you have the ability to shout and clap and stomp and he rejoice, right? Do you know the reason, men, that you don't worship in church? Just, just to let you know, it's because you're a chicken. <laughs> you express your emotions at other times. But in church, there's people watching. And, I, and you know, that's just... We're going. By the way, this I'm getting into another message. <laughs> but in a few weeks, I'm going to preach the greatest hindrance to worship. And remember, worship is expressed love. Listen to me carefully. You can say all day it's in your heart. If it's not expressed, it's not worship. It has to be expressed. So Lucifer led all of heaven in worship. All right, that's the well. What did he do before he fell? He was the worship leader in heaven. Here's the second question. What is Satan trying to do right now? What's he trying to do right now? All right, let me read you a few scriptures. Matthew 4, verse 8. Again, the devil took him up on an exceedingly high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, all these things I will give you if you will fall down and worship me. This is Jesus Listen, if you want to know what Satan's plan is, it's to get everyone to worship him. He wants to be worshipped. As a matter of fact, he wants to be worshipped so bad, he even tried to get Jesus to worship him. And when we talk about expressing, I want you to notice exactly what he said. I'll give you all these things if you will fall down and worship me. It wasn't enough just to worship. He wanted an expression of it. Worship is always expressed. If you'll fall down and worship me. His desire, his plan is to get all of God's creation to worship him. That's his plan. And that's not just, that's been his plan before the fall. That's his plan with Adam and Eve. He wanted them to worship and serve him. He came and deceived them. He wanted even Jesus to it. And it's great to be a Christian because we got the end of the book. You want to see what his plan is in the future? Which, by the way, we're pretty doggone close to the future. Let me just read you a few verses. Revelation 13, verse 4. So they worshipped, worshipped the dragon who gave authority to the beast. And they worshipped the beast, saying, who is like the beast and who is able to make war with him? Uh, If you don't know who the dragon is, Revelation 12, 9 says, and that old dragon called the devil and Satan, the deceiver of the whole world, was cast out. So, so the dragon is, is obviously Satan in the Bible. And again, it's Revelation 12, 9. You can read it later on too. And no doubt who the dragon is. All right, here's what that verse just said. And they worship the dragon. You know what Satan's trying to do? Listen. A- and remember, he's created with instruments. Listen to me carefully. I haven't even dealt with music. I haven't even dealt with music in six weeks now in a series on worship. But I'm going to tell you something. Music is one of the primary vehicles of, of expressing our love to God. And God created music. And the devil perverted it. The devil corrupted it. And if you don't think music influences people, you've been deceived. Because whatever the music says is what the, what, the, what the teenagers do. When the music in the 60s said, just, you know, do your own thing, we had the drug revolution. And they just did their own thing. And the music was about getting high. And they started getting high. And in the 70s, we had the music about, you know, hit the road, Jack. And they all hit the road. (laughs) Hundreds of thousands of teenagers hit the road. By the way, though, God's always more powerful than the devil because one of the greatest movements that the church did not recognize was the Jesus movement of the 70s. All these kids hit the road, and and God just sent his evangelists out there and won them to the Lord outside of the church because he cared about that generation. And in the 80s, there was a song called Suicide Solution. By the way, did you know that they took the words off of it and made it just the theme song to a real popular song to show? But if you ever listen to the words of it, you'll hear Do you know what the show was? MASH. But you ought to listen to the words sometime. The best way out. The only way out. Is to kill yourself now listen to me carefully when Alice Cooper wrote the song suicide solution when it came out teenage suicide in America went up four hundred percent you know why because music influences people that's why we worship you know what bothers me too Is there a lot of churches today that are saying, you know, we got to tone our worship down because it will offend lost people. Listen to me. I grew up in a church where the music didn't mean anything and it was boring. Lost people don't get offended. When they come in and they see us passionately worshiping God and they sense the presence of God, that's the best thing we could ever do to win lost people to Jesus. That's the best thing we could do. So we're going to worship God. You can go in, if you don't think music influences and you don't think Satan's trying to get people to worship him, go in any secular music store, any of them, and you can find CDs that outright say, Worship Satan. He's not even being subtle about it anymore. That's his plan. Now, they said this, Who is like the beast and who is able to make war with him? Do you know what that is? That is a song song about God from the Bible that they changed and put the name beast in it. Matter of fact, it's in in Deuteronomy uh, Exodus 15. It's the song of Moses and and Revelation says that we're going to sing that song in heaven. So you might want to go back and read it in Exodus so you don't have to watch the PowerPoint in heaven. (laughs) You might want to familiarize yourself a little bit because you're going to sing it one day. And let me just quote to you a line out of the Song of Moses. Who is like unto our God and who is able to make war with him? And here we got in the book of Revelation them singing a song about God, about the devil. Who is like the beast and who is able to make war with him? So at some point in the latter days, and we're in the latter days, people are worshiping Satan right straight out right now. At some point, their worshipers of Satan are going to be singing this song. Who is like the beast and who is able to make war with him? And Jesus is going to turn to Gabriel and say, what did they say? And Gabriel's going to say, they said, who's like the beast, Lord? That's what they said. And they said, who's able to make war with him? And Jesus is going to say, Gabe, because they're close. He calls him Gabe. He's going to say, Gabe, get me my sword. And let me describe it for you. Let me describe it for you the way John describes it. John describes it in Revelation 19 this way. This is what's going to happen next. And I saw heaven open. And behold, a white horse, and he that sat upon him is called Faithful and True, and in righteousness he doth judge and wage war. And his eyes are a flame of fire, and on his head are many crowns, and his a name written which no man knows but he himself. And the armies, clothed in fine linen, and white and clean, followed him on white horses. And out of his mouth goes a sharp, sharp sword, that with it he should smite the nations. And he shall rule them with a rod of iron, for he treads the fierceness of the wrath of Almighty God. And his name is King of Kings and Lord of Lords. That's who is able to make war with him. That's who is able to make war with him. That's who's able. Now, here's my third question, and it's a real short answer. We're, we're this is the we're finished, but we got You got to know this one, Rev. Uh, who is who's God's new worship leader? If Lucifer was the worship leader and he fell, who's God's new worship leader? Do you remember I I told you to remember that it said every precious stone was your covering? You were covered with every precious stone. If you haven't read Revelation 21 in a while where it describes the bride of Christ, you might want to read it. Because this is how it describes the bride of Christ. She is covered. With every precious stone. See, I, I'm wondering if this—this this is just my holy imagination. Okay, I'm wondering if a conversation, something like this, happened a long, long time ago. If Lucifer is walking around, God created this world. See, when Lucifer was cast to the earth, he brought chaos and confusion. The—the the, the earth was was a void and without form because Lucifer came, and just absolutely destroyed it. So God decided, I'm going to straighten things out. And he put the sun and the moon and the stars and the oceans and separated the continents. If you look at the continents, they fit together perfectly. And he separated them, and he he made this beautiful world, and he made a beautiful garden, but he had not made man yet. And I'm wondering if one day he's walking in his beautiful garden, and Lucifer, who was in the garden also, said something like this to him, hey, who's going to give you glory now? Who's going to give you praise now? Who, who's going to be your new worship leader? And God reached down and grabbed a handful of dirt, squeezed it, blew in it, and said, That is my new worship leader. And furthermore, that is going to crush your head. I'm going to show my glory through that dirt right there. I'm going to show my power through dirt. But because when God went, not the dirt, but the soul inside the dirt became alive. But Satan's job then was to get the dirt to worship him. That's his plan. And when he got the soul that was inside that dirt to turn to him, God loved that dirt so much that he redeemed it with his own blood. That's why when I come to church, I don't care what you think, I'm going to worship God. I'm going to praise Him, and I'm going to bless His name because I was created to worship. I want you to bow your heads and close your eyes.